0: Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Justice for Marilyn Manson podcast. Today, I'm sharing a portion of a conversation I had the other night with an attorney based in New York that leads a fantastic podcast that you really ought to check out with maybe the cutest name possible for a legal commentary podcast. The title is, quote, Legally Dirty Blonde Podcast. I love it. And you can find it on Spotify, iTunes, all of those places. Also joining me in this conversation is the lovely Claire. Claire has a YouTube channel called Claire view, where she walks through a wide range of cases from the Myrtle trial in North Carolina to Scientology. And of course, Marilyn Manson. I've previously connected with these ladies many times over shared interest in different cases. What you're going to hear in a second, though, is our discussion on a Jane Doe case filed against Marilyn Manson by a lesser known pop singer that was heading towards trial to begin on October 3rd, 2023 in Los Angeles. To read her lawsuit as well as her motions, because she filed multiple motions to block Marilyn Manson from testifying at his own trial, as well as additional witnesses, as well as her attempts to keep communications of hers that contradict her story and other things. You can find all of that at justiceformarylandmanson.com. I've got a Google Drive. You can go in. You can go to Jane Doe, LA, and poof. There you go. But for now, I'm going to bring you into our discussion on what was happening in this case with the likelihood of trial being delayed and, of course, the chance of a settlement because we all know that civil cases often don't make it to trial. And guess what? That is actually what happened. Since we recorded this on Tuesday night, Wednesday, a notice of settlement was filed in LA Superior Court on September 27th, outlining that there are no conditions to the settlement. What does that mean? It means that Marilyn Manson is walking away free and clear and Jane Doe is receiving no damages, no attorney fees, no statement from him, nothing. I am reconnecting with the ladies tonight to talk about our feelings on the settlement, but I didn't wanna let this previous conversation just slide by the wayside because I think it's a pretty good precursor. So tune in as we evaluate the case at its final juncture before heading into trial. And we also get a little bit into just our general thoughts about privacy within essay type cases and other things. I hope you enjoy this snippet of our conversation and check back for part two where we will be discussing the settlement.
1: This is a little bit of a different topic, but in terms of the, um, I'm, I'm curious, the motions in Lemonade for the Jane Doe case, can we talk a little bit about that?
0: oh please i yes let's do yeah. <laughs> yes so
1: you tell me because i know i was missing we when we talked to a little we, bit about it earlier one of her motions is like to exclude him from testifying <laughs> yes yes <laughs> and par- i don't know if it's the same part of the same motion or a different motion but to you know exclude his witnesses and any new evidence he wants to bring in as well right mm-hmm. yes
2: essentially um Basically, he it's because he reversed his Fifth Amendment to not incriminate himself from way back, and he right exactly he, he did not have right uh, if I understand it correctly, he did not have the evidence to actually counter yeah. her claims because of them holding the laptop and all of that other. But then they found another source through some kind of storage they've been searching all along, and then about a month ago they decided to say nope, he will testify. We are we have evidence that they wanted to enter these text messages between mm-hmm. between uh, Jane Doe and himself and email messages and things like that.
0: Yeah. Between- it's, a pre- it's a precarious situation because in the Manson cases, both these women filed civil cases shortly after they launched their criminal allegations. So they first went to the media, then they went to the police, and then they went to the civil courts. But all of this was happening in the span of four months. So, because of the criminal allegations that were lodged against him of people saying he was a human trafficker, which has been disproven, um, as well as claims of pedophilia that he was a child pornographer, all these horrific, yeah. horrific things that have been disproven through various forms of evidence and testimony. But, you know, the train started to get going, so to speak. And I actually, I don't want to bring up train with ukulele (laughs) with ukulele (laughs) but the machine was going you know and so what happened was the los angeles sheriff's department in fall of 2021 both evan rachel wood and esme bianco put out this thing of you know what is happening with our case you guys need to help us contact the la district attorney put pressure on them here is their number here is their email and i don't know if that moved the needle or It just was leading this way anyway, but his home was raided in November of 2021, and that is when most of his hard drives were seized and from his home as well as a storage unit. So that investigation went on for 19 months, then it was turned over to the LADA in September of last year. So they have now had that case within their hands for a year with no action and he was sort of in a precarious place and this happened in the Esme Bianco case first where she in discovery said hey I want your communications from this time and he said I would like them too but I don't have access to them you know the police have them and they will not relinquish or give me any access or you know a replication of them or anything to be able to comply with her discovery requests they ended up reaching a settlement and so now, months and months later, we're seeing the same thing happen with Jane Doe, but because he because the criminal case was happening in tandem as a civil case, he was potentially going to go to trial having pled the fifth, but then he kind of reversed course because of, you know, different things and he was able to corroborate and put together testimony. It's I feel for him in the sense that he was between a rock and a hard place. But I also kind of get the sense that Jane Doe, this blocking of his testimony, it seems like an eleventh hour Hail Mary effort to me. And I don't know if it's gonna work for her. We'll see that the hearing is on Friday. It will be really interesting to see what happens.
1: Yeah. I mean, like her argument is basically like he they're like trying to say that he did this on purpose so that like we didn't have his. You know, we didn't mm-hmm. didn't get to conduct his deposition, so we don't know what he's going to testify to. Um, but he's telling us, I think it was like two weeks before the uh, end date for discovery, mm-hmm. and like what was it, like forty days before trial or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then part days. of
0: part of it was, even though her lawsuit was filed in May 2021, these all of the Manson accusers were very happy to go to the media, but more hesitant to sit under oath, and we've seen that in various cases, including um, having to go to court to compel a witness to testify one of the the accusers and to comply with her subpoena. So there's been resistance on their part. So I don't know exactly why her deposition was taken as late as September of this year. But this very month, less than a month before the trial is scheduled to begin, she offered a new claim. So of course, he would want to be able to defend himself against that claim in court. And so that's where a couple of these additional witnesses come in. But they're witnesses that kind of are, kill multiple birds with one stone because they can weigh in on this. She claims that she was locked in a soundproof room that from all extensive purposes doesn't seem to have existed. But she also has this allegation around this horror film. And it's it's a messy situation for sure.
1: No, absolutely it is. And I mean, like, the thing is, like, with his deposition, like, they could have noticed his deposition, they could have, like, to make sure that, you know, saying, like, look, we're trying, they could have called him in to sit for a deposition, had him say on the record, I'm not, you know, I'm pleading the fifth, I'm not saying anything. Um, They could have made a motion to compel, they could have made a motion to, like, preclude or... Um, they didn't really do what they should have done in order to preserve their right. But from what I understand, or from what I understand from reading them is that Manson, Manson's lawyers, or at least they reserved their right to waive the privilege later. And it was never mm-hmm. challenged.
0: Right. I think that what it.
1: will happen is that there, I think it's, I think they will say, cause they're not just going to let, if he's going to testify at trial, they're not just going to let him go to trial without her knowing or without the other side knowing what he's going to say at the very least, I think they'll compel his deposition and it's going to get delayed a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Which I mean, delays are unfortunate, but I I think in terms of fairness, it makes total sense and it's, it's a messy thing. So I pulled up the court, do- one of the court documents is, so it says count. this is his opposition to her request for blocking his testimony it says contrary to plaintiff's arguments warner waived his fifth amendment rights waving of his fifth amendment rights did not come too late rather he gave her one month more notice than the court of appeals has said would be sufficient in this situation to avoid unfair prejudice and surprise to an opposing party there seems to be kind of a dispute like she's saying he made this decision too late and he's saying No, the appellate court says this is the amount of time that we have and we yes we met that by a month so it'll be really interesting to see how the judge kind of rules on it but i agree if if he if his testimony is allowed in a trial they're going to want to have him sit formally for a deposition first correct Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely i mean Mm -hmm. there's i'm like 99 percent sure that that's what will happen and what what is the day that it's actually the trial is actually supposed to start
0: tuesday
1: yeah tuesday
0: like there's just no feasible way for him to yeah like a
1: week like in a week basically right yeah Mm -hmm. so on the third i mean they could try to have him sit for it in a week but i don't see that happening i think yeah and it would would be arranging
0: yeah it would be arranging multiple depositions apparently because then you'd have um a couple other individuals that were brought on as a witness to defend against that that she made just a couple weeks ago in September. It was
1: so. Isn't it like people in his band?
0: Yeah, one is a Um, bandmate. One is um his manager at the time, Mm -hmm. and then another is an ex-girlfriend who was in this short horror film that he that he produced in the nineties. That for whatever reason, all of the Manson accusers were traumatized by (laughs) all of their yeah all of their lawsuits mentioned this this one short horror film that was so traumatizing which is interesting Mm -hmm. to me because they also all these women work in the entertainment space, so it's like, well, you, you know that this stuff can be fictionalized. So I find that kind of odd. But yeah, one of the witnesses is related to that too. Which he is wants that out,
1: though, right? He wants the groupie video yeah. out of evidence. He, far, yeah.
0: he thinks it's unrelated, and I have to agree; it has nothing. To I do. totally
1: agree. I think it would only serve to prejudice the jury. Mm-hmm.
0: But the witness
2: itself, when they talk about her being on an on, underage and doing things against her will, and that he took advantage of her, her testimony is relevant, though, because she says absolutely not. She says it herself. And she also says that they're making statements when none of them talk to her.
1: Right. And if, if they're allowed to play the video, she the girl in the or the woman in the video should absolutely Be allowed to testify. Mm -hmm. Well, even without
2: the video, aren't the statements because they've been made in all of the allegations? Aren't they relevant? Doesn't she get? Doesn't he get to fight the statements they made about it? Well, I don't.
1: I specifically in this case, I'm not. I I honestly don't. Yeah, I think I think
0: they're trying to. She wants this video presented to the jury because, of course, it will look bad against him. Shocked but yeah English. but this and is, she also
1: doesn't want her to testify though um, right
0: exactly so you can't, have so you, can't ha- you can't no. yeah you ha- can't have it both ways because everybody has any claim that she puts out there let's say i say claire you you stole my car you know there has any claim that i put out there at, for, in a fair trial then i would be able to you would be able to defend yourself on or lodge mm-hmm. a defense on and so she's she seems to kind of be talking a little bit out both sides of her mouth mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's an effort from her attorneys to kind of just throw anything out there and see what sticks but
1: it seems like it a little bit to me
0: <laughs> yeah and i mean it could also be in defense of her in a sense like because she did agree to file a joint motion with him in july to request a delay in the trial because the lada still has those devices but it was initially denied because the judge had said that first opening for a trial wouldn't be until i think 2025 and so when manson applied again for a delay she did not join him on that and okay. I, I, I think you're correct. I I feel like there's going to be a delay of some form coming. But I also think, cause, you know, he, obviously there's last minute settlements in civil cases all the time. That's a that's a potential outcome.
1: Sure. Always definitely always a potential. I wonder, though, I feel like he's I feel like I mean, I personally think that he shouldn't settle because I think putting it out, yeah. all, putting it all out there is you know the in a way that that's how johnny cleared his name he yeah like, look at it here it is
0: yeah and in the course of the last week because a lot of that that case we probably haven't seen because of she is you know going to trial anonymously and there's a protective protective order in place so you know it's been pretty hush hush so we don't know exactly how things have been playing out exactly since the lawsuit was filed over two years ago but within the course of the last two weeks he has definitely shown a strong stance of standing his ground and looks like he kind of wouldn't want to yield for a settlement. But at the same time, she's trying to say all these people can't testify. She's now trying to argue with the court that she wants her own communications to be excluded from being presented at trial because they you know they dispute her story a little bit so yeah. that's her latest thing it just that's where, and that's why i'm like it just kind of seems like her defense is putting out anything that they can to limit what testimony reaches the ears of a
1: jury while also trying to get irrelevant evidence right to be shown to a jury
2: mm-hmm. yeah they, the last filing used some language that was actually quite creative they think he's <laughs> like gaming the system in true mates in style, like the language those attorneys used was quite amusing. I was like, they just, (laughs) Trying to make it like he's like a magician, and he's just making every like I said, he's got superpowers, right, Kelly? He does. Like, like he he just make anybody do whatever he wants. Apparently,
0: Marilyn. I don't know if you guys are aware, but Marilyn Manson is actually to blame for everything. All the hurricanes. <laughs> yep. That's um, it. if you get a flat tire, all of that stuff is re- relative. You to You stub him. your toe. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. his fault. And,
2: yeah, you
0: know, yeah. It was quite.
2: It really was just a reiteration of the first one like actually just with better like funnier language actually kelly have you read through the whole thing like i was
0: laughing um i haven't read through today's mm-hmm. very closely but i read through yesterday's and yeah i mean you kind of get the sense that the attorneys are at the end of the rope with this cur- this nonsense and you don't really blame them especially because Hello, just a month ago, we asked for a delay of trial, and now you're offering new claims, but then also saying, No, I want to move forward with trial, but I want to block all the testimony. Oh, and I want this as evidence not coming in, but I want this prejudicial evidence coming in. Like it's it's a very messy situation. So I can kind of understand why maybe his legal team's a bit fed up. But at the same time, you know, her attorneys are trying to best represent her. So I understand their position Hmm. too. How
2: unlikely is it? Like, I don't even know if it's possible. Can the judge just say, based on this going back and forth, I need more time to consider the evidence whether it yeah. can come in or not? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to delay the trial by a week or two he could. or three. He yeah, could, right. Because Absolutely. otherwise, he's got a motion, and if he allows the evidence this week, if he if tomorrow he comes out with his order this is the, the the information's in, right to protect the, uh, everything from getting over his own his own judgment and verdict at the end being overturned and correct me if I'm wrong, he really needs to give enough time for them to depose Marilyn and look at the evidence. So Mm -hmm. because this was going back and forth, you can't like, they don't even know if it's definitely going to be in. Although they should be preparing, you would think, but, you know, they need to give him time to depose the witnesses uh-huh. or whatever. He would actually delay it if he's allowing it in because otherwise, if they come to, they use the evidence, they get a verdict against them. The plaintiffs have a, an immediate appeal against their about timing and factors and not being adequately prepared to fight the evidence. And he could get everything you know, overturned or get a new trial. or Exactly. A- there would be
1: a delay anyway. Mm-hmm. That, that's exactly the point. Like well, if they, if they, they're not, I mean, the plaintiff doesn't want to give them a delay now, but if all this evidence comes in, they're mm-hmm. going to be the ones asking for the delay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and he would probably rightly
2: so they should grant it just so that everything plays out like, they absolutely there, yeah, they should because you don't want it over because judges are very cautious that way they can see the future that way they, they don't want their stuff overturned. they don't want exactly it like, exactly they walk that line so like and it since it's already like tuesday right and i don't see anything coming out of the court from the job like it looks like we're not gonna have a trial
0: yeah i mean because she did she filed she filed her motion then he filed a very lengthy opposition and then today she filed her reply and the hearing is currently set for friday but i i've seen it in in other cases where the judge is like we'll just offer a ruling and yeah
1: i was gonna ask is this judge normally like an oral argument judge or is he uh let me read the papers and i'll decide judge
0: I I honestly don't know. I haven't done too much research into comparing his different cases, but I can see it Very really either going either way.
2: I'll tell you what the, the the plaintiff when you read when you read the filings, it sounds like they're already there doing orals, and it's all like hand gesticulations. And I wonder if they're going to wear a wig. I'm telling you, they're pretty funny. A wig. <laughs> <laughs> you need to read them. <laughs> You, re- you but- need to read the language because a lot of it's not legal. I agree with Kelly when she says it sounds like they're really frustrated at this point because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of legal language in there. There's a lot of like you know hand moving and you know I'm losing my hair and like what am I going gonna- it- to? It's pretty. He's just gaming the system.
0: And, yeah, and a lot of that case, I mean, a lot of what she's kind of saying to me is a little it's not really essay related. She's talking about, you know, I moved in with him. And so he's trying to dispute, no, she didn't move in with me. And it just, it's weird. And at some point in the legal documents, her attorneys were like, we, we demand that you, you know, acknowledge that there was a romantic relationship between them. And then the Manson side is like, we disagree with your definition of a romantic relationship. Like it, there's a lot of sparring of course, between the attorneys mm-hmm. and you see that a lot in cases. So that's not unusual, but oh, that's,
2: <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that legally, but um, when I hear something like that, that smells of desperation on the plaintiff's side. If they're not even getting the other side, that they're worried that mm-hmm. all of these misstatements that she's made, I moved in, I did this. I, if that can be proven wrong, then they're not going to even believe they had a romantic relationship. They're trying to wiggle right. it out of him that there was something there that she should be upset about. And if they can't even get that, they do have some concerns. They, well, don't, definitely think, they, don't, credibility. Think they don't think their plaintiff is credible. I mean, that's what that language sounds like to me. If they're pushing him... To get an acknowledgement
1: of a romantic relationship, they're worried about credibility. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. I mean, how would as a just if you were on a jury, how would you think about that? It sounds if you can't believe she moved in, how do I going to believe every? And first of all,
2: they can prove there was no room. If they can prove she never moved in, her it's out the window. I mean, she's talking about yeah. a very serious act that happened in a, in a, in a room that doesn't exist. We were making fun of that last night. right? Well, <laughs> it's like, it, it, if you can't even prove that that room exists, then doesn't everything else. And I don't want to blame victims or she thinks something happened to her. I, I, obviously she's upset about something. She's going yeah. through a lot of emotions about something, but is it sour grapes? I mean, cause when you read, like you read his side of it and you see all these loving texts to him, like, I want you back on any terms like we'll be mm-hmm. friends we'll be this I want you in my life it does you know I don't I want to
0: take a bubble bath <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, that's not gonna go over
0: <laughs> yes I want to take a bubble bath with yes, you yeah. let me be your rubber
2: doggy
1: yeah.
0: it feels the whole like loop, loop moving in thing to me is so irrelevant because it's like it doesn't if if we're talking about SA claims it does. That's irrelevant whether or not she was living, living there again. or not. That doesn't yes. influence whether or not the act was consensual or not. Absolutely. So it just kind of starts to seem like they're just bickering about everything, and it's creating a lot of noise.
2: And, and it's suspicious what it is because you <laughs> if you're trying to get away from what the real issue is on whether there was consent or not like you don't want anybody focusing there because that's all you need for this you don't need did she move in to prove it you don't need any of that you got to just focus on the, the consent issue of the whole thing and it's a slam dunk mm-hmm. no one's gonna side with marilyn manson if she can prove she didn't consent to something No one reasonable, I would say. You know what I mean? I mean, if you think somebody is violated against their will, they're violated against their will. But why are you worried about whether you moved in or this or that? that? Right. The sensationalism, the smoke and mirrors, like look over here, not over here. Like, look, go go
1: over there. It's a very distraction. And And like you said, though, I think that the fact that they're focused on that right now is because they're concerned about that that's not true. I think that credibility is an issue like I said she, she's trying real hard and
2: somebody seems very worried <laughs> very worried and, I know. Uh, and we were talking about settlement last night right Kelly like wouldn't mm-hmm. it be if that judge does without the hearing come forward and say that evidence is in I would not be surprised if they try to, to just fold cards i yeah do not think I do not think it goes well for her she takes a stand I don't I, I just i I don't even in the in the documents that have come forward, if that's the evidence they're going to put out, there's a lot of lack of credibility there and the jury's going to be able to see it right away. There's so much they can push back mm-hmm. on.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people say, and I, I know the depth trial is probably influencing this of, will the trial be televised? I want it televised. And I, judging by the name of my podcast, you might think that I'm a huge, like I want to see it. I want to be televised, but um, I, I actually am a little bit more conservative when it comes to essay type cases. Yeah. I know there's different ways. I've, I've watched many different trials where certain witness testimony is under seal, mm-hmm, um, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. If, if she really was assaulted and she really did suffer personal injuries from it, because one of her witnesses is like a female doctor and, mm-hmm. um, So, you know, out of respect for her, and she did file her lawsuit as a Jane Doe, I understand Mm -hmm. why that type of a thing would not just be open view for it's the general true. public to true. sit and watch.
2: I agree with you because when it comes to those sensitive issues, there is a way for transparency to be seen. I believe all of us as Americans, we deserve to see the legal system in play all, uh, like mm-hmm. that. But that doesn't necessarily equate to a camera in the courtroom, does right. it? Right. No. It
1: what, it, what it
2: says is let the whole thing play out and then I get to see the documents afterwards. You can sure. take her yeah. name out, you can take her personal identity, identification out but I want to see what happened I want to see who said what okay and I get to read it without her in it if she's still a Jane Doe yeah That's possible because it's been happening if I'm not if I'm correct right legally it's been mm-hmm. happening for years in our country that that yeah. is the availability to do that uh, we got FOIA we got lots of laws that actually protect our transparency issues Absolutely. So you don't need a camera that and no instead,
1: you really don't in, in LA really don't.
2: I, in criminal case with Masterson it was impossible they don't New York you can't get a camera in the courtroom exactly. and I'm not, I'm not sure about civil for LA but I don't believe it's possible
0: and I, I'm blanking on the actual trial name but there actually was I was shocked because I couldn't recall seeing cameras in an LA-based trial released since OJ Simpson Um and I was Really young when that took place. So I could be missing some in between. Mm -hmm. But there was a murder trial within the last few months in LA County that was televised, which kind of shocked me. But of course, it's murder. And not essay and in danny masterson's case there were three jane does not just one mm-hmm. so it's a really it's a fine line and i say the same thing for for manson you know i believe in people's right to privacy in general across the board but especially when you're talking about medical records so if there are medical records coming in related to her her claim Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily feel like that should be open view. Same as we can talk about Amber Heard. You know, we saw Dr. Curry's testimony, for example, but when they close the case and release the documents, it's not like people can read Dr. Curry's full report. There's some protection.
2: There are ways, right? (laughs) Legally, I, I know with the Amber Heard case, there was medical testimony that was given behind closed doors with the judge and everybody there. And that was it. Or just to the the jury, right? Yeah, and just to the jury, like there was no jury in the UK, but even here, there is a way that they clear the they clear the courtroom courtroom. Mm -hmm. and just do the sensitive uh, stuff you can have you know behind doors closed evidence you can have sealed multiple levels right legally of being able to keep certain things out it all depends on what the judge is going to do really Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: on the masterson case he agreed to some transparency actually um they all went by jane does their names did end up getting released here and there they did allow media in they just didn't allow cameras it really didn't stop the beratement from happening and the judgment, like like the whole story being out there, like everything mm-hmm. was out there anyway, it, it, Yeah. before a court documents. Yeah, because
0: it yeah, it was not a total closed courtroom, nope. and I subscribe and have for a while to tony ortega's newsletter yes, so yes i did too yeah. that's how we
2: could do our reporting on it because he did a like almost a word mm-hmm. for word well and they had great
0: protection i know he so. was like a little court reporter
2: <laughs> he was and a jane do one has a masri attorney too she was clearly protected as a victim Mm-hmm. At the time, oh, through harassment and everything. And those laws are even stricter, like, you know, on um, being allowed to have breaks, if she felt intimidated by anybody in the courtroom several times, she said that she felt like somebody was harassing her from the from the benches, you know, looking at her or making her upset. Yeah. um they they had to be like extra extra careful about things like that, but they still let a small number of media in every single day. And that courtroom mm-hmm. was full. Of um, Scientology lawyers and representatives, and also for the other side too. They like actually had a lot of support. Um, most of them, most of their family, and everybody was there supporting them. What too.
0: happened in the and I, I plead ignorance on this because I did not follow the Harvey Weinstein trial in LA last year. Mm-hmm was involved much either. I'm assuming that there was media present in the courtroom. I know it wasn't televised, but I saw a lot of
2: reporting but I didn't see any television anything. Yeah.
0: I feel like there were I feel like it was it must have been similar to Masterson that the media there were a few media outlets allowed in the courtroom. I, I think yeah, it like that's have been usually. A
2: courtroom decision based on the fact of how are they going to control the media when that many celebrities were testifying against that man. There's no, it would have been a media circus. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, I mean, unbelievable. Um, it was anyway, just with the people lining up to get into that courtroom to see what was going on. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, but I don't recall, but then again, it, it's not, believe it or not is as, um, as big of a trial as that was. And it did involve assault and everything,
0: uh, like that. It I didn't cover it at all. So yeah, I, I mean, I really- kind of flew under the radar because I think people with his conviction in the state of New York kind of tuned out a little bit. Like, oh, he's been caught. Yeah. I, I
2: considered it retrying him in, the, in, in like mm-hmm. like another retrial of an already convicted man. And I wanted justice for them. I like,
0: like double jeopardy? Like yeah, yeah.
2: I, I just like, I didn't think it was wrong to retrial him. I just thought that, I wasn't going to help with the sensationalism of it. I felt that what the women were going through and off having to tell it all and like every one of their stories was everywhere. And the backlash, one of the main reasons was the backlash that they were getting in the industry because they spoke out against him just proved that bringing one man down that was horrible about it didn't fix it. It mm-hmm. won't be yeah. able to fix it because many of those women lost contracts anyway, or suddenly the calls weren't being answered or suddenly they weren't getting offered the jobs, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah.
0: And I haven't seen a resurgence of a career for someone like Ashley Judd or, no, you she's know, I know out of the
2: media. She's gone. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Like gone. I mean, I
0: do. I knew, I know that she, my mom, she went through this wild story that she was, very physically injured in mm-hmm. Africa on. So I mean, horrible. So I know she's been dealing with health challenges, but and it's, it's interesting that there's such a push for supporting Amber Heard because where is it's the so push insane. for people su- to support Ashley Judd or mm-hmm. why, you know, why aren't we casting Rose McGowan in more roles, mm-hmm. which I just, I'm going to put out to the universe. She is my dream cast for Elizabeth Taylor. I think oh, she'd sure. be a great okay. Elizabeth Taylor. And she's yeah, she's beautiful. She's just mm-hmm.
1: strikingly beautiful. Yeah. Actually, Judd is beautiful too. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Well,
2: Rose it, McGowan's statements lately have been very much. I always consider her an absolute advocate for for victims, survivors. Yes, yes, survivors, and because she. Her statement lately was like, just take a moment and think. Like, this trial by Mm -hmm. media is never good for anyone.
1: No, it's not good for anyone. Her her speaking on the Russell Brand situation. I I was
0: glad that she said something because I think she does have a respected voice and it came in as sort of like a voice of reason. She's obviously an advocate for survivors. She's not, Mm -hmm. she also recognizes that trial by media is. Potentially, you know, there's a lot of downsides to that for all of us. It's damaging to mm-hmm. the to how those in this
2: situation have to process through the system normally, using the system. It's actually an assault against it. It sets absolutely wrong precedent and expectations on how things should be dealt with. I agreed with her on that. It's just not the way to do it. It's not the way to do it. As much as we would like the wrongs to
1: be righted immediately, you just can't do it like that. I agree. And I think that she more came out against the media than, than the right. alleged victims. It was it more was like, like the media
2: sensationalizing it and running with it and destroying them, in rather than them being able to tell their story. She yeah. never said they shouldn't tell their story. She wants them to. We all do, don't we? I want everyone's voice out there. But mm-hmm. that's the key. Everyone's. That's right. not
0: gender bias. Even right. the people you don't yeah. agree
1: with. or the, Exactly.
0: I want yeah. everybody's voice out there. I mean, she basically just seemed to be calling the media to check themselves. Same as what we've been saying throughout this conversation. Just, you can report on stuff, but you're not doing so objectively. You are really coming out firmly, taking a stance, and not giving the other side a chance to defend themselves, which mm-hmm. is only just. And... I'll also don't rush to judgment, you know, listen, evaluate, and then form a conclusion once you know, you've been able to do thoroughly vetting of everything. And that's, that's exactly how I mean, if we're going to think about trial by media, we should as citizens conduct ourselves in the same vein as Mm -hmm. okay, well, you know, we investigate, we look into things, and then we form a conclusion. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap up our conversation there because we did just start going off on several tangents on the Johnny Depp trial, the Sarah Boone trial, the Taylor's business trial. We like watching different trials and that's how we've connected. But that wraps up our conversation on Jane Doe versus Marilyn Manson, so to speak. Part two is on its way. But in the meantime, and I highly encourage you to do this if you've not already, please do read the court documents because with this being a jane doe case there are certain things obviously that are protected but it's always best to hear what both sides are saying so you can read all of her motions to try and block manson his wife several others from testifying as well as his opposition against that and then her reply to that and all of these things that we're heading towards a hearing that didn't happen because of a settlement so thank you guys again for listening visit justice the court documents. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already so you don't miss future episodes. Also on the website, you can find social media, the whole drill. Thank you again for listening and till next time. Thank you again for tuning into the podcast and keeping an open mind. In between episodes, find much more information and updates at justiceformarilynmanson.com. There you can also find links to join my monthly newsletter, which will provide case updates for you straight in your inbox, as well as, of course, links to social media and a whole lot more.